Hi, welcome back. I mean, Bird's Nest, so excited to have you back here. I actually had a suggestion sent to me by a friend that says, you need a good intro, you need a good catch line, you know, music. I'm working on that. I am working on that for all of you. You have any suggestions about that? Remember, hummingbird76 at gmail.com. It's H-U-M-M-I-N-B-Y-R-D-7-6 at gmail.com. Not hotmail. Gmail.com. Please send that to me soon so we can get that together. And if you have any suggestions for a podcast, I'd like to know that too. I'm enjoying doing this. I'm up for any challenge. Let me know you want to talk about. Back to our story. June 12, 2002. The day I my life changed forever. It's the day I don't remember. Everything I'm telling you right now was told to me. This part I actually do remember. This is actually the aftermath. I was hit by a train on the driver's side of my car. As if you've listened to uh, episode 6 and 7, you've heard that. And this is the aftermath. I was, I was in the hospital about three weeks. And I should have been in there longer. For a very long time, in fact. But my dad... Ha- it works in, worked in sports medicine. So he had this medical background. So I was allowed to be released to my parents' custody. So my dad could do my rehab. And I recovered in Louisiana for several months. As I was living in Texas at the time. But the question was. How are we going to get her from North Texas to South Louisiana? I don't know. How are we going to do this? I uh, was working, of course, in North Texas, and I, you know, I, like I said, my parents were very positive with me around this time. They still are, but that's what kept me going. But the doctors coming in right before our release and said, Julianne, don't expect to live a normal life. Don't expect ever to ever have a normal job. Don't expect you, I, we know you were an athlete, we know you boxed, and you... You did softball and you did running and you ran competitively. And we know that you've done these things, but they may not have ever happened again. You are always going to have limitations in your life. We need you to know this. Many doctors told me this. I will tell stories about me not believing him and not listening later on. But... Back to the story where they didn't know how they were going to get me home. Uh, they were an ambulance. Is it going to be bouncy? Is it going to hurt? How expensive is that going to be? A car. Can I sit in the car long enough for them to get me back? And then somebody, I don't know who, came up with the idea. At the time, my Aunt Pris and my Uncle Charles owned an RV. And then RV that they drove, they were retired now, so they drove all over with the RV. So they drove up to North Texas. And came pick me up. With my parents. And that was great. So I got to sleep in a bed. On the way home. The trip home was adventure in itself. I had a little bed. In the middle of the RV. I slept in. And uh, they alternated. My uncle drove the RV. Sometimes my dad was passenger, sometimes my mom, sometimes 
my aunt Pris. They they alternated during the trip. But I remember taking a nap and waking up to my Uncle Charles and my dad, who are brothers, by the way. My dad is my Uncle Charles' little brother, singing Tom T. Hall songs. Tom T. Hall, if you don't know who that is, is a storyteller in his, you know, his songs and everything. And I woke up and, it, you know, there was really no reaction, just like, this is the weirdest thing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but you know I just went through a lot of trauma I'm waking up to these two men singing Tom T. Hall songs and enjoying themselves like little boys we finally got to Lafayette and they dropped us off at the house at my parents house and they had a walker because I was still having trouble walking still trying to rehab to get to walk again and I remember just like tossing the walker aside I'm not going to need that I'm not going to use the walker so they carried me in the house and that's where I had to recover when you have damage to your body like I had it's a humbling experience I had to have the first few weeks my mother bathed me to go I was 25 years old to go back to having have your mother bathe you very humbling experience and I couldn't lift one of my arms because of the ribs and it was very difficult for me to clean myself and I just you know it, it had to happen I'm glad it was my mom that did it but you know it's very humbling to have to have people take care of you when you've been taking care of yourself for a long time and to have to to really step back and let them help you my dad did my rehab and my dad helped me walk again the same way that he taught me to swim my dad taught me to swim like this swim to me and he slowly would back up as i'm trying to reach for him and swim to him he's backing up to the back wall of the pool to make me swim the whole length of the pool that's how my dad taught me to swim and walking with him was similar we walked every day and a little farther every day and he would do this number is that is that your mom's cat is that the neighbor's cat we have to go see whose cat that is what what's in the middle of the sidewalk there let's oh we gotta go talk to that neighbor every every day was a little father hey what's on that stop sign over there and he'd get me to go a little farther every day and within a month i was walking the entire block all by myself something that happened quicker than many thought would happen but i was determined i don't like laying down and doing nothing i am always doing something i hate being idle i'm just like my parents i do not like doing nothing and being idle and i'm thankful that my dad was there and that they did that and neighbors that I'd known for a long time came and it was really a very healing experience to have people there it was the day probably that that time of the accident that I realized what amazing support system I had and I always thought I was alone in the world and I had nobody to turn to but 
they showed me right there we have been here before her, for you and we will continue to be here for you and that kind of support system is rare i have friends that don't speak to their parents i have friends that don't speak to their siblings i have friends that don't have their parents i am so lucky even now to have this amazing support system not just of family but of good friends of cousins and aunt and uncles that just support me and i support them and it's it's unconditional what my family has given me is unconditional love and this support even when they don't agree they're going to try to support you and that is very rare i found um, and i actually were teasing my parents at mardi gras that i was going to loan them out <laughs> i said i might rent y'all out because i have friends that don't have parents they they need parents like you you know that are always there and always thinking of you and no matter how old you get they're going to be there for you they're going to support you uh they've done some amazing things in my life these are two amazing people and they've encouraged my sisters and i to do the same i wasn't supposed to survive this i am determined that i wasn't supposed to survive it but i have searched the last 20 years figuring out why and maybe that is to do this podcast to inspire others that i did something with a tragedy and i will continue to try to take this tragedy and make the positive out of it that there was a reason i was told i wasn't supposed to do live i wasn't supposed to be normal but i am the close i live a normal life i pay my own bills i have my own house i have a steady job i do things i was warned i wouldn't do there is more to the story, but I'm going to end this particular story the day I, I don't remember as love the people around you. Tragedy happens. Those people that are there for you when the tragedy happens not, won't necessarily be there years to come. Some will. My family stayed around. You know, they, they won't go away ever, and I love that. You know, they will always be there. It's called unconditional. But know that, that when tragedy happens, embrace what you have. Embrace that this happened to me, but what is my next step? What is, how am I going to move forward from this? Okay. I cried many times over, what's the reason? Why Why didn't I die? Why Why did, did I live? Why do I have all my limbs? Why do i'm not you know in a wheelchair why am i i almost 99 percent fine and i struggled with that but the truth is there is a reason and i feel like my reason is to tell people look at me don't let people tell you you won't keep going keep positive have a positive support system find that positive support system and like me you probably have it there you just don't know it i took them for granted for 25 years now i i embrace them i love them so much and my support system isn't just my family includes friends and, and extended family and people i met after the accident are part of that support system because that's what good people do and I am 
just extremely lucky to have the people I do in my life. Thanks for listening to Hummingbird's Nest. Look forward to the next episode. Haven't figured out what it is yet, but we will next episode. Thank you so much. Have a great day.